0: You have to be culturally competent and respectful of the diverse backgrounds and beliefs of your students' families. Because when you understand the cultural nuances, it can help you build trust. Because a lot of times, just because you don't understand what's going on in a a home, doesn't mean it's necessarily a traumatic event. It could be a cultural thing that you're just not privy to. And so making sure that you're culturally competent to make decisions and to be respectful of the decisions that parents and families make. It creates a better bond and a better partnership from home to school. Welcome to Through the Eyes of Trauma, an inner ear agency production, where we engage in discussions regarding the impact that childhood trauma has on education, life, and living. This podcast seeks to help listeners realize the widespread impact of trauma Recognize how it is impacting the students, adults, and families. Respond in a way that facilitates healing and to actively resist re-traumatization. Join us as we tackle the hard conversations, but give tools and strategies to help you cope and begin your journey towards regulation by healing first and educating always. To receive professional development, consulting, and childhood trauma intervention services, Please visit us at inner That's innerearagency.com. That's i n n e r e a r a g e n c y.com. Let's get into the conversation. Hello and welcome to another episode of Through the Eyes of Trauma with me Dr. Smith. Today we have an important topic to discuss. Engaging parents as partners in trauma-informed education. Our essential question is how can we engage parents as partners to support students exposed to trauma and toxic stress? So we're going to explore strategies for involving parents in trauma-informed practices and understanding the significance of building trust and collaboration with them. So to shed light on this crucial topic, I'm going to come from a standpoint of a parent advocate. To kick things off, let's talk about strategies for involving parents in trauma-informed practices. When it comes to creating a supportive environment for students who have experienced trauma, it's essential to include parents in the process. So let me tell you some strategies to consider. For one, if you are involved in an organization or you have a school or somewhere where you are engaging families and and children, where you're providing them with developmental support and these types of things, it is crucial for you to have parent workshops. Right. You have to host workshops and information sessions for parents so that you can educate them about trauma informed practices. You also need to provide them with resources and tools during these workshops to recognize the signs of trauma in their children and then understand how they can support them. And I say this because a lot of times parents don't understand that their child's response to something or their behavior in school or in a place where they're being taken care of is a direct reflection of something that they've experienced at home. And the parent doesn't necessarily see it as a trauma or as a toxic stress, but it is a, an event that has affected a child's development or, or affected how they see the world, or how they view themselves. Um, another thing to do is to have open communication channels you must establish open and regular lines of communication with parents. And this could even include newsletters, emails, or an online portal, um, if you have that, where parents can access information and updates about trauma-informed initiatives at the school. And so that's why I like having this podcast as a resource for parents, because if you don't even understand what you're looking for in your child's behavior, or what signs and symptoms point to your child have been exposed to either trauma or toxic stress, then you don't know how to support them or how to help them. And so making sure that the um, lines of communication are open between the parents and the school or the organization. Next is parent teacher conferences. We know schools have these all the time, but during these parent teacher conferences, you have to discuss the child's specific needs and how trauma informed practices are being implemented in the school or in the uh, organization to support their well being and their academic progress. Show a correlation between how they're doing in school and their behavior, how they're doing academically in school and their behavior, because Research says that if a child has four or more ACEs, they're going to struggle academically and they're going to have some behavior challenges. And so you have to correlate these things for parents so they understand what your child has been exposed to is directly reflecting or directly affecting their academic progress. So making sure that parent teacher conferences um, are intentional and you're intentionally giving them the specific needs that, that their child has then having parent support groups, right? Creating these support groups where parents can connect with others who have similar experiences. This can foster a sense of community and provide a platform for sharing strategies and coping mechanisms. And that's why I love when there's um, symposiums that are community symposiums where parents are able to get with other individuals whose children have may, may have been exposed to the same types of things. This support group is needed because we thrive in community. You know, whether we're going through something that's extremely difficult, we thrive in community. So making sure that there are parent support groups available to the students that you serve number five homeschool partnerships encourage parents to participate in decision-making processes related to trauma-informed practices when you involve them in the development of the policies and the programs that directly impact their children they are more engaged and not only are they more engaged but they understand the need for the programs and they understand the wealth of information and the wealth of just correcting the, the experiences that students have had and helping them to develop in a more effective way, seeing as that they've experienced these things. And so making sure that there are things and people in place to support other students. Training for parents, offer training sessions for parents on trauma awareness and self-care. This can help them better understand their child's needs and how to take care of themselves while supporting their child's healing journey. A lot of times parents don't realize that they're re-traumatizing or even triggering their children by the things that they are either saying, by the things that the the child is hearing in the home, either by things on TV or just conversations that are had or experiences that are had that take that child right back to that space where they felt the first bit of toxic stress or trauma. So making sure that you're training parents on how to be aware of what their child needs and what they need as a parent of a child who has been exposed to trauma and toxic stress and making sure that they have those self-care mechanisms in place and those self-care strategies that they can use to not only better their child, but to better themselves as the parent of a child suffering. And so knowing the importance of building this trust and collaboration with parents is essential, It's fundamental to the success of trauma informed education, not only in the school, but trauma informed knowledge and education in the home. Trust is the foundation upon which meaningful partnerships are built. And so if the parent can't trust you to handle their child with care and if the the school can't trust the parent to handle the child with care when they're out of their presence and to make sure that this partnership of trauma informed strategies and trauma informed care is going from home to school and being bridged from school to home then that's what is that saying to the child it's saying that to the child that your village is not making sure that you're covered on all bases so that's why it's important to build this trust and collaboration with parents from home to school And how you do that is by listening and validation. You have to actively listen to what parents are saying, validate their concerns and their experiences, and then show empathy and understanding, showing that you have acknowledged that each family's journey is unique and you understand this family's journey. You want to be that person or that organization or that school that's there to help them through their experience. You have to be transparent. Right. Transparency is key as well, because being transparent about your school's trauma informed initiatives allows the parent to make proactive decisions, to make informed decisions about where there's where they're sending their child and what things are being poured into their child and what information or what programs and strategies are available to their child to be able to make sure that they're successful and that they're, that they're developing appropriately. So share information openly, including the goals and the progress and challenges that you face in implementing these practices, especially specific to the the family's children. Make sure there is cultural competence in your organization. You have to be culturally competent and respectful of the diverse backgrounds and beliefs of your students' families. Because when you understand the cultural nuances, it can help you build trust. Because a lot of times, just because you don't understand what's going on in a, in a home doesn't mean it's necessarily a, a traumatic event. It could be a cultural thing that you're just not privy to. And so making sure that you're cu- culturally competent to make decisions and to be respectful of, of the decisions that parents and families make, it creates a better bond and a better partnership from home to school. Be consistent consistency, maintaining consistency, like in communication and collaboration efforts is key. It is important for for families to be able to feel like they can trust you because they know what's coming next. They know what to expect. The children know what to expect. Parents should feel that they can rely on the school for support and information to be sent to them consistently and know what's going on and what programs are happening to help better support their children. Make sure there's a great feedback loop, right? Create a feedback loop where parents can provide input and suggestions for improvement, and then give you feedback when something has been done, when an initiative has been has been started, and you're, you've evaluated the initiative. Go ahead and close that loop to make sure that their input is valued and and is acted upon whenever feasible. And then if a conflict arises, because it will, it may, because, of course, we're having these daily interactions with families and these daily interactions with students. So conflict may arise. But when it does, make sure there's a way to have conflict resolution. You have to address conflicts or concerns promptly and constructively in order to create this this safe space for families and this trust within um, the organization and the families. And you have to have this open dialogue and conflict res- resolution that can strengthen that trust rather than weaken it. Because once you have deposited so much trust, one withdrawal could affect the relationship between the families and the schools or the organization. And so now I just want to make sure that the parents and families understand that you need a, a parent advocate or a counselor specializing in whatever your child is going through. Make sure you have someone that if you cannot necessarily verbalize what your child needs, that is there to be the go-between between between you and the campus, right? So I want to share some insights just on the importance of involving the parents in the trauma-informed education, and in, and in having a parent advocate if you don't really know what to do or what to say. Because like I said, involving parents is crucial because they are the primary support system for the children. And when parents are informed and engaged, they can reinforce trauma-informed practices at home, they can create a consistent and healing environment that is modeled at home and at school, and more of it just empowers parents to advocate for their child's needs within the school system. And so the advice that I would have is just to continue to build The trust. It takes time, but it begins with active listening and empathy. It's essential to just treat parents as equal partners in their child's education and involve them in the decision making process. Because remember that every family has its unique challenges, and and cultural sensitivity and and knowing what's going on in the family is vital. And so, before I wrap up, I want to leave you with the Through the Eyes of trauma takeaway. Okay, let's distill our discussion into these three important takeaways. Number one, trauma-informed education is a collaborative effort. Trauma can be so isolating and the journey towards healing can often feel overwhelming, especially for a child. Through the eyes of trauma, we see that trauma-informed education is not just the responsibility of educators alone, but it's a collaborative effort that involves parents, teachers, and the community. So by working together, we can create a web of support around the child, reinforcing the message that they are not alone in their healing journey. The takeaway number two, trust in the bedrock of healing. From the perspective of trauma, trust is everything. Trust is the foundation upon which a child's sense of safety and security is built. Building trust with parents is not just a good practice. It's essential for the child's well-being. When parents and educators collaborate, trust is nurtured. And through the eyes of trauma, this trust can be a beacon of hope for a child on their path to healing. Number three, empathy and understanding are the keys to connection. Trauma can be a deeply isolating experience, making connections and understanding all the more crucial. Through the eyes of trauma, we see that empathy and understanding are the keys to unlocking that connection. When education and educators and parents approach each other with empathy, acknowledging the pain and challenges that trauma brings, they create a bridge of understanding that can make all the difference in a child's life. And number four, heal first, educate always. Trauma-informed education is not just an approach. It's a way of seeing and responding to the needs of our students who have experienced trauma. So by working together, by building trust and approaching each other with empathy, we can provide support and heal in a healing environment that these children so desperately need. Thank you all so much for joining me on this solo session or this solo episode of Through the Eyes of Trauma And remember, trauma-informed education um, and building resilience in schools is important. I hope that you take these takeaways and that they resonate with you and inspire you to continue the important work of creating trauma-informed schools. Stay tuned for more episodes. And remember, every effort you make contributes to the healing and resilience of the children in your care. Until next time, and if you or your school or organization would like trauma-informed education, professional development, or consulting, please reach out to us at innerearagency.com. That's I-N-N-E-R-E-A-R-A-G-E-N-C-Y.com. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week.